This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about men in black at Cape Girardeau. That's correct, men in black at Cape Girardeau. Of course, we're talking about the 1941 UFO crash that happened near Cape Girardeau and recently emerged facts that looks like men in black were definitely involved after the fact, at least. Now, this article comes to us from 101eagle.com, written by Doc Holliday, dated March 14, 2023. title says, Proof that Men in Black Covered Up a 1941 Missouri UFO Crash. It begins the article by saying something strange happened near Girardo, Missouri, in Cape Girardo, Missouri, in 1941. There is mounting evidence that men in black covered up a UFO crash as family members of those involved have started to talk. You know, this would have been just before World War II really kicked off, and the military was certainly in high gear. It says most people know that most, that the most famous UFO incident in history happened in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947, but did you know that a major UFO incident happened six years before in 1941 in Missouri? Reverend William Huffman from the Red Star Baptist Church was called on April 12, 1941 by a local sheriff, as was confirmed by KFVS. There had been an accident, and authorities wanted him present to issue last rites. Of course, this was a simpler time when a sheriff might call a pastor out to do something like this. And remember, this is April 12, 1941. December 7th of that year is when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor and World War started for the United States. It says the accident had taken place in a rural field, in a rural field near Cape Girardeau, Missouri. But the victims were unlike any he had ever seen. There were three beings lying on the ground who he was asked to pray over. He also saw a craft that was metallic in a saucer shape. So they take this little country pastor out there. He sees this silver metallic shaped flying saucer and three bodies laid out next to it. Some sort of aliens, ET, we don't know. It says Southeast Arrow, this is another publication that we'll look at here in a second, added more details to the story. As soon as the Reverend had completed his task, he was taken aside by mysterious men who had taken over the accident scene. So remember, it's in Cape Girardeau. I don't know how far away Fort Leonard would be, but there was a military presence not that many miles away, and it looks like somebody definitely got there just after the sheriff did. He says they swore they swore him to secrecy or else. There was actually a valid reason for this. It says the secrecy was necessary as the United States was about to enter World War II and national security was a priority for the government. Reverend William Huffman vowed to never speak publicly about what he witnessed, but there was one problem for the men in black. The Reverend did tell his family. KVS, KFVS said the story got out to Charlotte Mann, who was the Reverend's granddaughter, who began to give accounts of the story. There are also documents being declassified as part of the United States government's disclosure on what they know about UFOs that proves the CIA and other agencies were active in covering up crashes and incidents like the one on April 12, 1941 in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. The author goes on and says, It will be interesting to see how much more is eventually revealed by the authorities about what really happened in a rural field near Cape Girardeau, Missouri in 1941. 
perhaps documents perhaps documented facts will prove what family members have been saying all along wow well the thing is is that they certainly got in there quickly to cover this thing up and unlike in um, Roswell where the military uh, t- took a minute to respond <laughs> where the newspaper got the article out first and then the whole thing broke in this situation you have the crash happen you have the sheriff show up with the pastor and we don't know if the military was tracking these thing or what but for whatever reason they got there just after uh, the sheriff did and you could call them men in black you could call them uh, army uh, police force, army, intelligence, whatever, they put the kibosh on it. They got the story uh, basically capsulated right there. And it scared people enough that maybe they, they did tell their families about it, but it's just now coming out from the families actually what happened. Because enough years have passed, 72 years, that people are beginning to feel less and less threatened. Now, I want to take a look at this next article that's related to this uh, very topic. So this next article gives us some uh, pretty good background on this uh, Cape Girardeau UFO crash from 1941. The article comes from southeastarrow.com, written by Kara Hartnett, dated October 26, 2017. title says, Before Roswell, the Cape Girardeau, Cape Girardeau UFO of 1941. And she begins by saying it was around Independence Day in 1947 when the world grew skeptical that the Earth was the only planet to host living beings in the universe. These skeptics stem from the story of a rancher in Roswell, New Mexico, who was said to have found a crash site within his land that held the remains of extraterrestrial flying saucer. It says, this incident is infamously known as humans' first encounter with aliens. However, that may not be the case. Six years before the supposed Roswell UFO incident, Reverend William Huffman from the Red Star Baptist Church was called by the sheriff at around 9.30 p.m. and taken to the scene of an accident so he could read the victims their last rite. They've got a nice picture here of this field of where they think this thing crashed at. It'd be great if they go there and do some research with a gagger counter, maybe. Uh, I'll post this on the Buy Me a Coffee site so you guys can take a look at some of these pics. She goes on, she says, Six years before the supposed, U- the supposed Roswell UFO incident, Reverend William Huffman from the Red Star Baptist Church was called by the sheriff around 9.30 p.m. and taken to the scene of an accident so he could read the victims their last rites. According to Michael Huntington, local travel writer and UFO researcher, Huffman found himself praying over three extraterrestrial beings after their flying saucers struck ground in a rural Cape Girardeau field. The story of the UFO crash in Cape Girardeau has long has been long researched since the 80s when Charlotte Mann, a former Cape Girardeau resident, told the story about what her grandfather experienced 40 years prior. So it took her 40 years to talk about this. According to Huntington, Huffman was taken to a field where a group of firemen, police officers, and eventually military were taking over the scene. Upon arrival, it was a very different situation. It was not a conventional aircraft as we know it. He described it as a saucer that was metallic in color so no seams, did not look like anything I'd ever seen. It had been broken up in one portion, and so he could walk up and see that, Man said in a TV documentary about the crash. The crash did not just feature the UFO, though. There were also some bodies, three gray alien-type beings, about five feet tall, big heads and big black eyes, Huntington said. 
There were said to be three aliens. Two were dead, but one seemed to be still alive. That is the one Huffman performed his duties on first. When Huffman was finished, he was sworn to secrecy by the military personnel who were taken over the area. According to UFO casebook files, with the United States on the verge of entering World War II, everyone on site was sworn to secrecy as a concern for national security. You know, they would have probably done that with or without World War II in the mix. Not only were eyewitnesses sworn to secrecy, but research leads but research leads to believe that the military also removed all evidence it ever happened. Well, that would make sense. Uh, it says, and then they got a, they've got a uh, illustration of what they believe the craft looked like here. It says, like all crash stories, like this mil- like all crash stories like this, the military came and took everything away, hushed everybody to secrecy, and took the materials away to, be, to who knows where. Huntington said. Usually the Wright-Patterson Air Base in Dayton, Ohio, is the place they took that stuff within folklore, and it's covered up. The one thing the military did not get its hands on was a photograph, supposedly taken by Southeast Missouri photographer of the time, Garland D. Furnerberger. The whereabouts of the photograph is currently unknown, said Huntington. However, there have been several remakes of it, as well as a drawing by Mann, who said she saw the photograph firsthand before it went missing. Well, that's interesting. The photograph featured two men holding up one of the dead bodies taken by Furnerberger. It was said that he made two copies of the photo, one for himself and one for Huffman. After Huffman got home that night, he could not fathom what he had just experienced. Despite being sworn to secrecy, when he got home, he recounted his night to his wife, Floyd Huffman, and their two sons. After that, Reverend Huffman took his story to the grave. Floyd, however, told Mann everything she needed to know about the crash while on her deathbed. Apparently, so the mother spills the beans before she dies. Huntington said, There's not much of a paper trail to prove whether or not a UFO actually crashed in Cape Girardeau Field in 1941, and the story is still told secondhand. According to the UFO casebook files, the Red Star Baptist Church records corroborate Huffman's employment during the time period. Also, fire department and police records show an occurrence the day of the crash and confirm that the military came and removed all evidence from the scene. Wow, what more do you need to know? Fire department and police records show an occurrence the day of the crash and confirm the military came and removed all evidence from the scene. Now, why would they do that? None of these records have been confirmed by Arrow. Whether or not you choose to believe the UFO crash in Cape Girardeau in 1941, Huntington said the tale will forever be part of the area's history. When people hear that I am from Cape Girardeau, they automatically ask me about the UFO crash, Huntington said. I'm really interested in the history aspect of all this. Pretty cool. Now, they've got some, they've got some uh, illustrations here that they've copied down you know, from years past. Uh, a neat little article. Like I said, I'll put this on the Buy Me a Coffee website, UFO slash D, I think it is. Uh, you can get there from the Spotify link. I want to look at one more article before we close this up, though. But this Cape Girardeau cla- uh, case, I just find it super fascinating. Now, I want to finish up with this last article from HowlsandWise.com, written by Vicki Firma, dated October 26, 2022. The title says, Missouri UFO Crash Reverend saw three dead aliens and their spaceship. Because by saying before Roswell, a UFO crash and alien cover-up incident had already happened, a reverend was called to what he believed to be a plane crash in 1941 to read the last rites to the passengers. 
The story took a quick turn after the Reverend found that the crashed vehicle was not anything like he had seen before and the bodies of the deceased were unlike humans. A report of a purported 1941 UFO crash at Cape Girardeau was published in 1991 by the late Leonard Stringfield, a pioneering UFO investigator and former civilian advisor to the UFO activities at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton, Ohio in the 1950s. The article by Stringfield was published in the July 1991 issue of his Status Report, a monthly journal on UFO studies and activities. The article was based on the information received from Charlotte Mann, a former resident of Cape Girardeau, who told Stringfield the tale of what her grandfather had experienced 40 years earlier in the 1980s. The topic of the UFO crash in Cape Girardeau has been the subject of extensive inquiry. Now, what's fascinating about these cases, people sworn to secrecy back in the 40s and 50s, you can now see their children and grandchildren coming forward with tales that they had been told by their parents and grandparents. This could be some real disclosure. It says a local sheriff visited the Reverend William Huffman in April 1941 while he was a pastor of the Red Star Baptist Church in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is located along the Mississippi River. The Reverend was invited by the sheriff to conduct a memorial ceremony for those who had perished in a plane crash that supposedly occurred on the same day close to the city. Well, this is something that a lot of Christian faiths do to, to pray last rites over somebody, and this is something that I could imagine would have been done back in 1941. A car arrived for Reverend Huffman to take him to the location of the incident, which was about 18 miles outside of Cape Girardeau, closer to the Chaffee region, near the current Red Star Baptist Church location. The place was full of police officers, FBI agents, firefighters, military men, and doctors, and there was debris from some kind of aircraft. When they arrived, they discovered the aircraft was actually a silver round disc flying saucer that crashed and was all in flames. Police and firefighters responded to the location and extinguished the fire in a nearby farmer's field. Reverend Huffman had never seen anything like this. He tried looking inside the destroyed object, though a huge hole that was at the outer surface of the object. He saw there a small metal chair, some instruments and consoles with dials, and also many other things that he had never seen before, which it would be very difficult for him to describe. Reverend Huffman found himself praying over three extraterrestrial beings and their flying saucers that struck the ground in a rural Cape Girardeau field. Cape Girardeau UFO researcher Michael Huntington said, About that time, the Army Air Corps arrived from Scalston Field and cordoned off the area and swore everybody to secrecy and confiscated any pictures. There were pictures allegedly taken that night had been holding one of the alien bodies, and somewhere out there are those pictures. That would be really interesting to see. According to the Reverend, the creatures had tiny mouths with indistinguishable noses and no ears at all. They were wearing tight suits that looked like chewed aluminum foil. When Huffman finished his prayers, several military men approached him and told him to keep his mouth shut about that about the incident. This notion of these things wearing suits, it's it's weird. You hear this you hear this description over and over independently, I mean, about these things wearing these tight fitting suits. Among those who eventually learned the secret secret were his wife Floyd, his granddaughter Charlotte, and the brother of Cape Girardeau County Sheriff Clarence Shade, who partially confirmed the story in a notarized sworn affidavit. That would take a lot of courage to do that, in my opinion. In 1984, Mrs. Huffman, dying of cancer, told her granddaughter, Charlotte Mann, about everything. She also said that her husband somehow managed to secretly take a photo of one of the dead aliens 
from an unknown man, Charlotte said. I had heard rumors and bits and pieces of other conversa over conversations, but it was a picture, an old picture, because it had, it was like the old Kodaks with little lines and scallops around it. There were two men holding up a non-human, is the best way I can describe it, a little entity, a little person who appeared to be about four feet tall. They had him underneath the armpits with arms outstretched on either side of him. Imagine what they could have been exposed to. That picture went missing year, years ago after her grandfather loaned it to a friend, not a good idea, who never returned it. But seeing the picture and knowing the integrity of her grandfather, Charlotte believed the story was true, but she never had any proof until a few years ago while doing a research documentary on the crash. Then it says, Gillian Sheridan from KLTV television station wrote, We got validation by going to the archives in Washington, D.C., and to see top-secret declassified document that stated that there was, in fact, a crash retrieval in 1941 in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. For me, I have not forgotten holding that paper in my hand and realizing that my family story was real, was solid, and for me, just an answer to a long-time question. According to UFO journalist B.J. Booth, this case ends like many others, but appears by all indications to be authentic. All who have come in contact with Charlotte Mann have found her to be, trust, be a trustworthy person who was not given to sensationalism, and she has sought no gain from her account. Another UFO researcher, Ryan Wood, said one can reasonably conclude there was a crash event. The implications of this case, if fully proven, are part of the larger picture. Namely, extraterrestrial visitors are real, and certain factions of the government have been hiding this fact since at least 1941. Now, so much for your disclosure. Wood has done intensive research on this incident, hence concluded. After working on this case for about two years and talking with Charlotte Mann on numerous occasions, either briefly on the phone over dinner or in front of a television camera, her story, demeanor, and integrity provide no hints of deception or confabulation. Adding more weight to the validity of her story is a highly believable and likely authentic leaked material and presidential documents provided by Tim Cooper that supported crash retrieval in 1941. Ryan has searched several potential crash sites, areas for small pieces of wreckage, without success. But he reports that, that famous remote viewing expert James McDonald says there are recoverable, recoverable pieces of wreckage at the site. He goes on and says, The FBI responded to television KVS-12's request by saying, We were unable to identify records responsive to your request. The United States Air Force had a similar response, and they researched their files and found non-documentation concerning this event. Air Force officials also said a review of the histories of the Air Corps training detachment at Sykeston, Missouri was undertaken. Regrettably, no mention was found in the official unit histories regarding such incident. Well, maybe they could search the unofficial histories. I think this is a fascinating case, and I, I really, you know, I, I, I really feel like I can believe that this testimony. Yes, it's secondhand, but we, we have this story passed down in the family. We have more than one uh, eyewitness account. Like they said, they had the sheriff's brother talk about it, swore an affidavit out. Remember, these people grew up in a different time. This is just on the precipice of World War II. They were undoubtedly intimidated and fearful of the military, told to keep their mouth shut, told that they were sworn to secrecy. For these people, swearing a secrecy oath would have really meant something. It would have, pre it would have prevented them from taking this stuff public. It, it would have been the kind of thing that they would have taken to their grave. And I think it shows that even if these weren't the actual men in black, 
we already had our prototypical men in black on the scene in Cape Girardeau, Missouri in 1941 at that UFO crash. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. Thank <music> you.